What's up, family? Well, you know what? It's not exactly Wednesday, but it doesn't have to be Wednesday for there to be a special podcast edition of The Faction, because we can do that. When stuff happens that's major, we just have to talk about it, and that's what we're doing. It's your man, GB, hanging out with you guys. You no, guys he know, can't. Uh, GB, you do it. I'm doing it now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Oh, no. my God. oh, wonderful. Well, with oh, that oh, said, no. you know the guys that are here. Courtney Beard is here. What's up, brother? I'm back. No, that's a, better than ever. That's supposed to be. See, you know what? Okay, this is going to be mass foolishness. I'm sorry. I can wait see, a no, 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 Brandon J. Clack, how are you, sir? Oh, this is oh, this is just oh man. Speechless. He's speechless in He's Seattle. He's speechless. Um, I am doing amazing, and, and I just can't wait to just debunk all of this foolishness. So before we get into that, I have to piggyback on this past week's show, this Wednesday, um, where uh, the show actually got crazy. Christabel showed up, which was crazy, and then you cut this scathing promo. On one of our followers, Josh Spiel. Uh, in fact, I think for those who might have missed it, here, li- li- listen to this. Clack? I've got a huge problem with it. And not only do I have a problem with it theoretically because of wrestling, you know, me and Josh went to the same school. I will no longer claim Josh as a graduate from where we graduated from. I- How dare he? How dare you, Josh? In the most difficult times of your life, WWE was there for you. How dare you turn your back on Shawn Michaels? How dare, how dare you turn your back on me? You you have seen me stand up against these two AEW juggernauts and jerks and Courtney and GB, and you put me through a table? Oh, I'm done. I'll see you in heaven. <laughs> That's the next time we'll be tag team partners. Wow. Wow. <laughs> How dare you, Josh? Happy Apologize. birthday. I want an apology. <laughs> wow. Why would you dare try to support both? Can can light have fellowship with darkness? <laughs> How dare you? There's a standard of holiness. You can't toe the line, Josh. Josh, I'm talking to you. You can't toe the line. <laughs> Where are your convictions? Where are your standards? Where's your loyalty? Where is it? Where is it? Ah! Yeah, okay, so Josh, um, I think has been a little shook by all this. He just can't believe (laughs) what you said and what happened. Would you like to follow up by chance? With what uh, you said to 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 Josh Spiel about his uh, perhaps uh, moving to AEW, you know I love Josh. All I was doing was just trying to remind him of who has been taking care of him. WWE has been interceding for him. WWE has been on his side. I love Josh. Me and Josh are friends, and I just wanted him to re- remind him that he should not jump ship. Okay. Well, I think so, he got the reminder. So basically, he gave him a good. Ah, ah, yeah. Ah. Well, <laughs> he gave I, him one of those. My favorite, my 
favorite comment from this entire exchange is what he said yesterday in the chat room. And this is absolutely hilarious. He said, quote, I'm not invited at all nations Memphis, it looks like. (laughs) But let me tell you what else he said, though. This is what else he said. He was talking about... he, he said he said a few things yesterday, actually, which I don't know you know about. First of all, he asked if your wife watched Mania. Then he said, I'd like to see what would happen if Jesus was on the cross and said, suck it instead of it is finished. Josh was kind of on a different oh, thing yesterday. Josh is going to hell. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So then this is what he said specifically to you, Clack. He said if Clack had the 24-7 title, I would interrupt his message at Anwa Memphis and pin him in front of his congregation. <laughs> I love everything about that. <laughs> so all I can say is in order for Josh to pin me, he would have to knock me down. And <laughs> but Josh is like luchador size, so he's probably he quick. He's like yeah, so, he's like two oh five live. So you remember back in the Attitude Era when when Mr. McMahon would set up all kind of guys also would have to get through in order to get through him? Mm-hmm. There's like five or six pre-matches he's going to have to go through. <laughs> there, there actually would be. There would be. Not including Noah. Not, not even including, including Noah. Noah. Listen. And you know Noah's got a reputation. He does. He takes down bigger guys. N- Noah has put people he- in the hospital, so... Yeah. Literally off of a submission move. Yeah, the wrong application of the sharpshooter. <laughs> Dislocated a kneecap. <laughs> the wrong application. So, you know, those those moves, man, they're not as tested, but they are they are proven. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> Josh, I'll just say this. You you may want to be careful with Brandon. Diddy's gotta Black. go through Nyla? Yeah, that's just oh. Nyla Shrew. Oh. Nyla is like the Brooklyn brawler. Oh, man. Well, listen, there there are a couple of big ticket news items that we absolutely could not wait until next Wednesday to talk about. Um, the biggest of which, well, no, I'm not going to start with the biggest of which. I want to start with this one. We first. know why we're here. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. But I want to start with this piece because this is equally big, too. WWE has announced for the first time ever that they are going to stream on the WWE Network a non-WWE product. They're going to be streaming Evolve's 10th anniversary special live on the WWE Network. It's going to happen Saturday night, July the 13th, 8 p.m. Eastern, from of all places, the 2300 Arena, which is the former ECW Arena going to feature Evolve alumni such as Adam Cole who will defend the NXT championship against uh, Akira Tozawa. The cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak who is an alumni of Evolve will take on Matt Riddle who was a big 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 star in Evolve. Then they'll have Evolve champion uh, Austin Theory, the tag champs and other champs that will be a part but this is going to be a really big deal. Now I've got to ask you guys um What's really happening right now? WWE now streaming Evolve uh, for their anniversary. Does this mean that perhaps they could be open to streaming other uh, non-WWE products? Sounds like desperation to me. Mm. Sounds like Vinnie Mac is getting desperate and needing to try to 
uh, 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 corner the market on all things wrestling. So now he wants to get into the broadcast. Next, next he's going to want to be on cable and have his own all wrestling channel like ESPN. So it sounds desperate to me. Clack, what do you think? Sounds like charity to me. Looks like Vince is giving out the, you know, free opportunities to use his platform for other promotions oh. to try to be whatever it is that they're going to be. They ought to be thanking him. I know a setup when I hear one. You're just setting that up for later. Well, yeah. Let the, there, there are two things I should mention. Number one, of course, uh, Evolve uh, has a working relationship with WWE. Uh, Evolve is kind of the NXT to NXT of sorts. So a lot of superstars like Shane Strickland uh, and several others who are now a part of NXT first came up through uh, Evolve. Adam Cole, of course, uh, Johnny Gargano, um, uh, Tomasa Champa, a lot of other folks have come through. Matt Riddle, uh, Drew Gulak, you know, all of those folks. So that's one thing. Secondly, uh, Evolve is currently run by Gabe Sapolsky. Gabe Sapolsky was really the brains behind ECW, and this event takes place at the old ECW arena, and Gabe Sapolsky has a working relationship with NXT. So it, it, while they are indie, they do have an alliance with uh, WWE that affords them the opportunity to leverage this particular part of the relationship. I should also mention this, and this is probably what's equally important. This event will air and stream to combat All Elite Wrestling's Fight for the Fallen event, which airs the same day on Bleacher Report Live. Just so I should throw that out there. And so for all of those... Desperation. Just for all those who felt like, you know what? AEW doesn't really matter. AEW isn't competition. Comes this bit of blockbuster news from WWE that after the whole idea, you know, at the top of the year when they said we aren't doing general managers anymore and the McMahon family is going to run both shows. Well, now they've announced something that speaks, well, maybe Monday night wars language and wwe has announced new executive directors of monday night raw and smackdown live paul Heyman will now be the executive director of monday night raw eric bischoff will now be the executive director of smackdown smackdown live both newly created positions will report directly to vince mcmahon now in their executive roles Heyman and Bischoff will oversee the creative development of WWE's flagship programming, and they will ensure integration across all platforms and lines of business. Now, this further establishes WWE's ability to continuously reinvent its global brand. And yeah, we all know what both of these guys have done. Eric Bischoff, of course, was behind the rise of uh, Nitro, uh, Thunder and all things WCW. Heyman was president of ECW for uh, eight years and, of course, was part of the WWE creative team. And, of course, we know him as the advocate for Brock Lesnar. All right, guys, we got this news a little bit earlier today. What are you guys thinking about this move from WWE, which has got the entire wrestling world talking? Clack, I will start with you. Great decision. I think that 
Vince McMahon, there, there really is a softer side to him. And he's proving it by resurrecting uh, the Valley of Dry Bones, Eric Bischoff, and then using the genius of Paul Heyman. This is exactly what WWE needs, which is what I've been telling you all from the beginning. I think we can all agree that Vince McMahon is a much stronger wrestling mind than all of us put together. And Vince just went back and grabbed the Attitude Era. God bless you, Vince. About time that we get some real programming and some real writing back when wrestling was a household name. My wife told you that the only era she enjoys is the Attitude Era. 90% of the people in my church only know about wrestling today because of the Attitude Era. And that's just a poll of 500 people. And, and, and who knows how more expensive that's going to be. Welcome back, Bischoff. You were part of Attitude Era. Welcome back, Heyman. You were part of Attitude Era. Welcome back, Attitude Era. Well, Clack, here, here, here's where I will debunk you, and, and, and I didn't really intend to do this, but you say this is what you've been saying all along when just yesterday you reiterated what you've really been saying all along, which is that there is a talent deficit. So if you think that Eric Bischoff and uh, Paul Heyman will come in and make a difference with the current talent, then that must not mean that there's a talent deficit. Hmm. Okay. Wrong. Where, wrong. Where there's a ta- wrong. Where there's a talent deficit, there needs to be blood. There needs to be risque conversation. We are ah, as as ris- absolutely. Move the envelope a little bit further. It, it, it's about as risque as your Wi-Fi right now, which is pretty risque i would dare say uh, <laughs> uh, uh courtney i know you've been waiting to have something to say what what do you have to say about this move from wwe to bring in uh bischoff and Heyman in these newly created positions the scripture reads oh, i'm God. back and i'm better than ever got a knack for making things better face facts Because your opinion don't matter. This maniac is going to step on whomever. Who did he step on? Shane McMahon, Triple H McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Bruce Pritchard McMahon, Road Dog Billy Gunn McMahon, all the John Cena McMahon. He stepped on all of them and has become the winner. Mr. 82 Weeks is back and he's in charge and he's better than ever. Why? Because Eric Bischoff knows how to talk to people with money. Mr. 82 Weeks, who worked for a billionaire, Ted Turner, before billionaires were popular, and it was easy to become a billionaire. He's a hardworking billionaire. Mr. 82 Weeks knows how to go into Fox and to deal with people with money. Unlike Triple H, unlike Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H McMahon, Bruce Pritchard McMahon, uh, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes McMahon, Eric Bischoff is what the people... So, Clark, you shut your mouth over there talking about the Attitude Era is back. Are you crazy? Atlanta is back. Atlanta is popping. Bring on Ludacris. Bring on Creflo Dollar. Bring on Ted Turner. Bring on uh, 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 the, the friend family in all nations Atlanta because WCW is back. Courtney, we actually agree. Eric Bischoff is a part of the Attitude Era. 
The Attitude Era is back. They, this is what made the Attitude Era so brilliant. It was the surplus of talent plus all of the risky content and script writing that we had. Talent sucks now. So now they're pulling in the big guns that turn wrestling around. We are the on the big team, Courtney. We are, but I'm just making a point. And GB, don't you come over here with that slow singing and flower bringing. We don't want to hear no slow singing and flower bringing today. We want to hear um, back and better than ever. First things first, Courtney. It was not 82 weeks. It was 83 weeks. Secondly, there is there week. is no Road Dog Billy Gunn. It's Road Dog Jesse James. Billy Gunn is currently in AEW. Number three. They're the same person. Number three. You need to make up your mind as to who is the reincarnation of WCW. Is it Eric Bischoff and now SmackDown, or is it All Elite Wrestling? You, sir, are double-minded, as you have proven. People just have to go to our very last podcast and this podcast to see the difference between the fact that you flip-flop more than a oh, no. politician. You belong on the stage in Miami right now to be able to tell us why you think you can beat Donald Trump because you, sir, have no idea of what you are talking about. Here's the reality of it. The reality of it is Vince McMahon has tried to acknowledge all this time AEW doesn't matter. AEW doesn't matter. Well, clearly they do if you have to go get two of the most creative wrestling minds in wrestling history to come in together and work on your product. So, is this a necessary move? Absolutely. Is it a good move? Well, that's still to be seen because let's remember, for all that Eric Bischoff did with WCW, let's not forget when Eric Bischoff was general manager and commissioner of Monday Night Raw. It was not a good time for Monday Night Raw. There was not great content during Monday Night Raw. Conversely, during the SmackDown era, where you had Paul Heyman, you did have some really creative moments. Let's remember, Monday Night Raw, under the auspice of Eric Bischoff, gave us the breakup of the Dudley Boys and had them both as singles competitors. It gave us, uh, oh Lord, what's that crazy, Eugene, that's who we got. It gave us these horrible moments that we cannot or do not want to remember. You want to know where the stars were born during that era? It was during the Paul Heyman era of SmackDown that brought us huge matches like Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. It brought us the introduction of a Batista. It brought us our first look at John Cena versus Kurt Angle. It brought us things that we didn't see before. So personally, uh, I'll say this, the brand that has Paul Heyman is the brand that will ultimately win. In this case, that's Monday Night Raw. Paul Heyman has proven to be far more creative in GB. these days and times than Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff tanked Monday Night Raw, and I'm scared for what he'll do for SmackDown. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is this. Based on their track record, can they live up to all the hype. I don't think Bischoff can. I don't know that he still loves the business as much. Now, personally, Paul Heyman in charge of Monday Night Raw, look out world. 
because that means Paul Heyman will now get to do creative for Bray Wyatt. That means Paul Heyman gets to do creative for Becky Lynch. That means Paul Heyman gets to do creative for the Usos. You telling me that the Usos would be better under Eric Bischoff? I think not. I'm telling you now. And, and here's the other thing that we haven't thought about. Triple H getting overlooked for this? Oh, there's going to be hell to pay. And I predict that now NXT fully becomes its full-fledged third brand and will now look to compete with Raw and SmackDown. All of this will be very good for the WWE product. GB, what you're failing to tell the people is you are absolutely right about Eric Bischoff as general manager, but being a manager and an executive are two different things. A manager oversees the specific operations within a company or division or section. An executive guides the policy and overall, here we go, mission of the company eric bischoff didn't have control of the mission he was told what to cook with he said go out there eric go out and do this okay. and eric went out and took marching orders but you know what he's doing now he's coming up with his own content and what happens when eric mr 82 83 weeks comes up with his own content we get the nwo we get bill goldberg Ooh. we get Hollywood Hogan. We get the likes of a Hall and Nash leaving and saying I'm coming. We get the likes of a Lex Luger walking into a, the Mall of America at the same time he's on TV with WWE. When Eric Bischoff is running things, I feel my help coming. Things happen. So you're right, GB. There's a difference between a manager and an executive. And boys, we got ourselves an executive. Let me help you with something. You didn't feel your help. You felt your indigestion. Because the truth of oh, it no, is the truth help. of it is this. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. You want to talk about what did Eric Bischoff do when he was in control? Well, let's see what Eric Bischoff did when he was in control. Eric Bischoff managed to not properly manage the money of the company. He managed not to manage the direction of the company. And Eric Bischoff decided, okay, I don't need to worry about anything. Ran a pay-per-view over Halloween Havoc in Las Vegas that cost the great company $5 million because of a five-minute mistake. He couldn't manage the time on that, and it sent them tanking he knows how to win but he doesn't know how to keep winning and so what happens when eric bischoff is in charge of creative your company dies that's what happens and so it does this mean r.i.p smackdown now that smackdown's going to fox on october the 4th this is a concern to me because eric Bischoff has not proven well to have anything that sustained. You want to talk about Bill Goldberg? I can't believe that that was your claim to fame because Bill Goldberg's last will and testament is busting himself wide open, concussing himself, and nearly killing The Undertaker two weeks ago. So the truth of it is this. Eric Bischoff? No. Give me Paul Heyman. Eric Bischoff is good for clickbait. 
Eric Bischoff is good for cash creating controversy and controversy creating cash. But none of that speaks to creativity, okay? Let's be honest. He actually stole the NWO idea from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That wasn't original. That was something he stole. Hollywood Hogan? Hogan's been a bad guy before. All the major talent he got from WCW, he stole from the WWE. He stole from ECW. The only thing he created was Bill Goldberg and Bill Goldberg as we saw two weeks ago was an absolute farce so the truth of it is Monday Night Raw wins with Eric with, with Paul Heyman coming on board I'm concerned for the direction of Smackdown because if Eric Bischoff is in charge of all of the programming and all of the creative for Smackdown we have Monday Night Raw to look at we have WCW Thunder to look at we have WCW Nitro to look at and let me put it to you this way they fired him and brought in Vince Russo. That tells you what they actually thought of Eric Bischoff. Clack, put this man out of his misery, uh, please. Yeah, I, and I'm going to be quick. i just like to quickly submit this to, you, to your remembrance. Do you remember how many NBA championships LeBron James won before he hooked up with Pat Riley? None. Do you remember how much success Eric Bischoff had before Vince McMahon? None. He what? is about to come into a, a partnership era that he's never seen before. Vince McMahon is going to be able to cut off the nonsense. There will not be a $5 million spending spree. There will not be unnecessary weird gimmicks. Vince McMahon is going to oversee this correctly. Eric Bischoff is about to come into the best days of his life. You you, you must be on your way to Atlanta while taking poppy seeds and smoking wacky weed. Because you trying to tell me that Eric Bischoff didn't have success before Vince McMahon, eighty three weeks he, he reinvented Vincent McMahon. He didn't. Have he made. The kind of he gave, he made have. Vince McMahon come up. Well, let's. He's about. He to made him come success. alive. Let, let's let's no. be perfectly honest. Eric Bischoff was spending somebody else's money. First of all, second of all, Eric Bischoff but is that's, not that creative. Let's just be real. Eric Bischoff did not create something out of nothing. somebody else's money, but that's what an executive does. No. And might I remind you, Bischoff is not that creative. you are living well, in a well, city well, well, where GB, Vince let, McMahon let could not do what Eric Bischoff did. Eric Bischoff put 40,000 butts in seats in the Georgia Dome with a week's notice. Okay, GB, and those seats were free. This is basically what's about to happen to Eric. Eric is about to become a product like Courtney Beard is. You, you remember that, uh, you know, Courtney Beard was not respected as a wrestling uh, thought man, a wrestling guru, until he met Gerard Bonner. And once he hooked up with you, now people across the country are starting to respect his wrestling prowess. It's, it's a part of the Eric Bischoff bloodline. Courtney, you're already a seed of this. You should be excited. Look at how the re wrestling respect you've gotten since you've hooked up with GB. And, and a little spice of me as well. You know, I kind of coach you offline. I, I tell you what to say offline. I help you offline. And, and now now look at you. You're bigger. You're larger. You're, you're stronger. Your hair is growing fuller. I mean, there's all kind of amazing things that are happening to you. Get ready, Eric. The best days of your life are coming. So here's a big this question. Is, this is like people wanting to give Joe Jackson credit for Michael. Nobody gives oh, Joe Jackson credit God. for Michael. Here, here's the bigger question. Understanding the roles that both of these guys have. And really, this ultimately kind of brings us back to ECW versus WCW in terms of Heyman versus Bischoff. Who wins in this deal? Raw or SmackDown? 
NXT. NXT is going to win. Triple H, now let's be very honest with you. Triple H is going to kill these two men. <laughs> He's going to kill them. He's not going to rest. You think Jimmy Cornette's not going to rest until he pees on Vince Russo's grave? Triple H ain't going to rest until he's back in, in control. Him and you want to piss off Shane Man Vince, what did Shane do to you? What did Shane do to you? What did you? Oh, this, this is some Victor Newman Young and the Restless scathability. This is. But it, 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 Vince is loyal to no one. And so who do I think wins in this whole thing? Between Eric and Heyman, I'm gonna go with Eric. SmackDown's about to be on the come up. Vince is loyal to survival, and I'm not mad <laughs> at that. That's true. So, Clack, who wins out of now, this? Raw versus real. SmackDown. WWE. They both win, and we because here's the truth. I'm gonna tell you who's really in trouble. Cody Rhodes. Listen to me, young man. You better start praying. Taking your vitamins, you you need to be at world changing. You need to do what Mega Fest is coming up. You don't need to miss nothing, Cody. Because I'm, I'm telling you, Vince just reloaded with some OGs that you that you can't deal with at all. He reloaded. Now he reloaded. He reloaded. I, I I will go as so far as to say this: Eric Bischoff. Sorry. Er, Eric Bischoff signing with WWE in this capacity is major for a couple of reasons. Think about this. Uh, during the last two star casts, Eric Bischoff was present with his podcast, uh, very vocal, very present in all that went on with AEW and that entire weekend. People try to separate StarCast from AEW. It's all the same thing if we're completely honest. So here's the deal. We've seen a lot of people wanting to leave WWE to go to AEW. Now Not you no have more. a scenario where Eric Bischoff, who is, I mean, let's face it, Eric Bischoff is still a very huge name with a great cachet in the sport of pro wrestling. Love him or hate him. Him coming to WWE, to me, does a few things. Number one, it should eradicate this stupid wild card rule where we now actually have a Raw roster, we have a SmackDown roster, we have people exclusive to those, and these brands are now legit competing against each other. They're going to be on different networks, so they're going to be fighting for ratings, and they're all legitimately fighting AEW. Here's the thing. This is a great move for the wrestling business. Uh, will this make the wrestlers in <laughs> WWE happy? I think only the creative of that will tell. I, again, lean more towards the creativity of Paul Heyman than I do Eric Bischoff. I think we're going to see some insane things on Monday Night Raw. I don't know what's going to happen on SmackDown Live, though I think Eric Bischoff will want to do his best to beat Paul Heyman. Eric Bischoff and the guys on SmackDown will want to beat Raw. This is the competition Vince has been wanting to create in WWE now for 18 years, but didn't have the people to do it until now. The history lies with WWE because of Heyman and Bischoff. It now gives AEW a legit run for their money in terms of conversation and the like. Uh, I think this coming Monday is going to be real interesting to watch. If they're in their hey. executive roles. But here's my question. What happens to Courtney. Brock Lesnar? Courtney, I think GB left out a very important fact about Eric Bischoff. 
Eric Bischoff is a living loser. He's a living I didn't now, loser. I didn't leave I said that. I just didn't use those words. Now, I said that. But here's what I but here's what I mean. He's already lost at what Cody's trying to win at. Eric knows what he should have done better to be a winner. You can't tell me he's not going to be pulling the plug on all of the old tricks that Cody's getting to try to do. Mm. Cody's in trouble. Man, Eric's already in played the wor- this game. Yeah, I hope you can see my point. face because I, I got the Russell Westbrook face right now that says, man, what y'all point. talking about? Man, yeah, you living loser. Crazy. That means he lived to, from living loser. No, I, yeah, I get lost, what you're saying. But he's still alive. I get what you're saying. And and from those losses, he can Eric tell Bischoff's you how to win. Eric a living legend. Yes. I, I didn't mean to disrespect Courtney, use TV. your brain. No, I'm agreeing with you, Clack. Courtney, use your brain. <laughs> Here's the, what he's ultimately saying is when you have lost to somebody, you now know yes. what to look for when they're trying to compete against you. Here's the thing. Cody is trying to – here's the deal. Cody, yes, you were part of WWE as a wrestler. Yes, your father is the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. But one thing you've never done is legit compete with Vince McMahon. And here's the deal. When Dusty competed with Vince, he wasn't competing with the billion-dollar Vince. He wasn't competing with the Vince that's publicly traded. He wasn't competing with the Vince that owned the WWE Network. He wasn't competing with the Vince that got a billion-dollar deal from Fox. He was competing against the Vince that was merely on syndication, holding things strong with USA. It's a completely different ball game. And the issues we've had with Vince have lied in creativity, not in resources, and not in overall wielding power. Now that he's re- – and here's the thing. what Grabbing Heyman and Bischoff says to me that he recognized that his creativity was stale. That's the greatest recognition of it because he literally just handed – all creative development for Raw and SmackDown to them. This is what we've been asking for. We thought it would go to Triple H or to Shane. Instead, he gave it to Bischoff and Heyman. This means Vince steps out of the picture and he just is the direct reporting boss. That means Vince, he'll give the okay, but he's not coming up with the ideas. This is a whole new ball game. And I think we got hopefully real competition this now. Frees up Vince. Hopefully this frees up Vince to focus on the XFL. Now, here's what I tell you that I believe that Cody was not ready for. See, Cody's still young and has allegiance to his friends. Vince McMahon is old and shrewd. Vince will cut his friends to keep the business alive. Sure. And that's what he did. Vince is willing to get into the gutter and make gutter decisions while Cody is still walking around with, uh uh-oh, not rose glasses, but Rhodes glasses on. Mm -hmm. Now, i tell you what Rusev just tweeted. Rusev tweeted, great, first the wild card rule, now Hulk Hogan on Monday night and Hollywood Hogan on Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) He said, somebody wrote, so does this mean we get Razor and Diesel on Monday and Hall and Nash on Tuesday? Wow. So it looks like, according to Rusev, the guys really don't know. Show you the one. I think you will agree. I think you will agree. The one guy who is in trouble right now is Kofi Kingston. 
Mm, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. The one guy that's in Co- trouble is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is in trouble. I, I do think Cody, mm. I, I think this is going to force Cody to really have to come out uh, and get some major things done because he's been Cody's been here's the thing it's been the perfect storm for AEW because WWE had no momentum and had a relatively poor and stale creative product ever since this week WWE's been making some moves but you know none of it honestly really compares to what just dropped and here's the thing but it's been a nice slow burn it's, so question mm-hmm we, we, we all agreed that it felt fresh this week. Yeah. Do you think that maybe Heyman was running this past Monday? Well, let me tell you this. Heyman was at the pay-per-view Sunday. He was there. I don't know if Heyman was there Monday night, but I wouldn't doubt it. Here's the thing. Let's Clap. remember this. This is what we all know. You guys know this. You guys know that you don't announce the second you hire. You hire before yeah. you announce. Yeah. So what's to say that they haven't already that they didn't start this week already? Because the products felt different. It felt different. Yeah. I think this. I, I I think this morning at about eight thirty a.m. East Coast, there were text messages between Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. Oh sure. Sure. That is, of course, if, now, they, if guys, they knew in it, advance. If they found out when we found out, but it, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And here's why: that that cheap gimmick that y'all thought was cute when he hit that throne and that stupid I smoke think came it was out cute. of it. I said that. that. I didn't think it was cute. That's a WCW play. That's a WCW play. That that's was a, completely that's unnecessary. A let's give, too. Yeah, that's just a let's give WWE unnecessary airtime. That's a rookie mistake. That's a mistake you make. When you've done your homework on WCW and you think you can do something different. WCW's head honchos with us now. You're in trouble, Cody. Now you got to be creative on your own. Good luck, buddy. I will say this. They woke up the sleeping beast. Oh, for sure. But isn't that what's brilliant about Vince? Every time we think he's going to die from a competitor, he does something. And here is the something. Well, how about we? he, he stop putting us in that position and just be great consistently? Well, he he just proves that you just can't. He needs competition to be great, and there are just some people yep. that are like that. You know, other people Very can true. just kind of be be self motivated in things. He needs, and I'm going to get into you guys' territory. He needs an enemy because some folks just won't do what's right unless there's an enemy. And when you have an enemy, Listen, he- and when you have somebody opposing you, all of a sudden now you can go on the offensive. And now you can do some of the things that need to be done to survive. If Vince can goes to church, they won't do what's right. Can we just say produce more? Let's not say oh, won't God. do what's right. Oh Lord! Don't clean it up, Black. Oh, you don't saying. clean it. Oh, don't clean it. If if Vince goes to church, he probably goes to one of those churches where everything's really quiet. Vince needs a pastor who preaches on haters every week to get him <laughs> amped up. That's what you need, Clack. You need a haters preacher. You need to be reading posts and talk about your haters. Oh, boy. <laughs> and this morning, Triple H kicked the dog, probably worked out to three in the morning. Guys. But you know what? Who cares, Courtney? Right? Every pastor's son doesn't need to pastor just because his dad retires. Get over it. 
Clearly, you couldn't get the job done. Let's get somebody in here that can. <sighs> get over it, Trip. Be a part of a winning team. It's going to be interesting. Kind of fit. Well, I'll tell you what. Gonna- our listeners have had a lot to say about this on our social media pages. Uh, it's really been uh, quite a bit. Uh, our Instagram stories have been blowing up. Uh, people think that they can expect to have storylines that actually have plot twists. Um, so there's some real possibilities there. Uh, we've had a lot of comments from people. Um, you know, let's see. Jamal Bates says that this is best for business. Uh, Ronell Tinsley says as long as they're not reined in by Vince, I'm all for this. Uh, Josh Spiel says going back to the late 2003, early 2004 time when they were GMs. Uh, and then our good friend uh, Michael Dixon says, uh, wait, I miss a week of programming and I come back to this. I'm in no means against this. I think by and large, this is going to be good for the wrestling business. But again, as we have seen, names are just that. Are we going to see new product? Are we going to see new content? Are we going to see things that are exciting? We're hyped up already for Monday and Tuesday night. But will they deliver? Will anything be different on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown? What does... Oh, wow. Think about this, guys. Think about this. Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view. Extreme Rules is going to be in Philly. And Paul Heyman is now the executive director of Monday Night Raw? Here comes Tommy Dreamer. Uh, there's an interesting story right now out about Tommy Dreamer. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Maybe I'll post it on our uh, Faction yeah, he, Facebook page. Heyman better stay away from him. Yeah. For those who haven't heard, uh, Tommy Dreamer went on a podcast recently and told the world that he actually contemplated killing Paul Heyman at WrestleMania 17 and then committing suicide in the middle of the ring. Really scary stuff. Uh, that's not hype. He actually thought all this. Uh, and there's some real reasons why he was promised some things that didn't deliver apparently the hardcore championship stuff that happened at wrestlemania 17 was he was told it was supposed to be built around him but it wasn't and yeah expectations were crazy they had just lost ecw he had turned down a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar deal with wcw pretty crazy stuff so yeah depression's real thankfully he didn't do that and mess up his legacy the legacy of wrestlemania or anything else so pretty crazy but We still want to hear what you guys have to say about this huge move from WWE uh, signing Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff to executive director positions, newly created positions by WWE. This is not a work. This is not a storyline. This is the real deal. And this is what really can create some change, I think, in Raw and SmackDown and the WWE product. So we will certainly take a look at this. We hope you've enjoyed this kind of special interrupted uh, type of edition of the faction but I hope you guys have enjoyed it like we like and if you want us to do more like really immediate stuff like this let us know on our Facebook Instagram and Twitter pages and uh, we'll be sure to fire it up and get this stuff to you guys in case you don't know how to reach us here's how Courtney tell them how they can reach you at C Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter Courtney Beard on Facebook the bitch is back Lord help this guy clack 
Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. Of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied and make sure you're following us at The Faction Show, where we broke this story earlier today on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And join us next time because you just never know when we'll fire it up and have a conversation about all that's happening in the wonderful world of pro wrestling. But you can be sure to find it right here with Courtney, Clack, and GB. We are The Faction. 